Yeah, the only other thing I wanted to talk about were the quarterbacks that did better than Aaron Rodgers. Like, Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted, Season 3, Episode Number 9. I am joined by my co-host, Alex Patrick. And I am your other co-host, John McStravick. Alex, good to talk to you. Getting back at it. You as well. How, how are your... Uh... You, how did your matches go this week? Um, well, you're getting a little ahead of the gun here. First, uh, let's get into some fantasy talk. I I had a frustrating week this week, just to kind of give a foreshadow of what we're going to talk about in the recap. Um, with that, I want to know what your thoughts are. What's like the least worst feeling? Uh, losing outright and not having the better team. Uh, losing but having big scorers on your bench who could have won you the game if you started them or losing by less than a few points, maybe by a point or two? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like a, a horse breaking its leg situation. Just shoot me. Put me out of my misery. Let me know early that I don't have to worry about it. I can get it over with. I can do my 12-step program, and I'll be okay later. Because when it's close, I've got so much foresight. and Man, I should have done this. It would have been better if I had done that. There's just so much... There's just so much regret involved when it's a close match where I've three or four times this season, I've lost by less than two points. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I like to know that my rest of my afternoon, I can at least rest easy, know that I don't even have a shot if I'm going to actually lose. And I don't have to be constantly checking my phone and worrying and all of that. And I've had, uh, I've had two of those games myself where I lost by less than a point. And then I've also had the games where I have big guys on my bench where I knew I should have started them, but for either I was overthinking it, overplaying my hand, or I didn't quite look closely enough at my roster to make like one little move that in hindsight looks like the dumbest reason to not make the move. Uh, So that ended up actually being my week though, was just losing outright and not having the better team. I started pretty much all of my rosters, and I just couldn't get there. So that brings us into our weekly recap. And like I just said, it did not go well for me this week. But before I even touch on that, I want to just do a check-in with our overall records from each league that we're in. And as my week went, so is my seasons in all three of my leagues. Uh, I am 2-4 and four in my Dynasty League. Not great. Um, I am 1-5 in my Work League. Ouch. Uh, surprisingly not in last place because I do have a higher points for luckily. Uh, and then I am three and three in our LA locals league, which is the league that we share together. Um, I'm on a two game losing streak in that league. So not feeling good overall. I'm still hanging my hat on our LA locals league as something that I can salvage and and still possibly make a run here. No, I I absolutely believe that you can still make the playoffs, uh, at this point because there are some people in our league that just don't have many wins at all. Uh, and since six of the teams out of 10 uh, make it in, I think you've got a pretty good shot to, at the bare minimum, you know, bare bones make it. Yeah, the, the one thing that's hurting me in our LA Locals League is that my points four is not as high as some others, and that's where the rub's going to be for me. But if I can somehow still eke out week to week, like I did have a couple games here 
uh, hitting teams at the right time, I, I can definitely get in there. We've seen in our league before people come back from being under 500 going into like week 10 and somehow still eke into the playoffs and then actually make a run. Oh, definitely. So moving on to what actually happened in this week, I was a hugely disappointing, very frustrating 0-3. Uh, I did not win any games. I was not close to winning any games. I got beaten from pretty much the jump. And that includes our game that you and I finally had a matchup this season. Our first matchup of the season was this week. Uh, you, I wouldn't say you clobbered me, but you put a pretty good whooping on me. Uh, and that, you, you know, you call it a whooping, but for me, I was pretty disappointed in my own performance. Uh, okay, well, you don't need to rub it in, okay? <laughs> All right? I mean, you still scored like 130 plus points I, here. I so did okay. You're right. I did. I did okay. Um, it did feel good to uh, to beat you, uh, just because you know one of us gets to gloat uh, on this show, particularly one time out of the year. Well, you know, and it was funny. We got off. We didn't talk a lick about this because I didn't even realize I was playing you this coming week uh, when we were recording last week. And I'm looking at the roster or at the schedule, you know, the matchup page, and I'm going. Who is this dead OG? I'm like, which what? I'm trying to think because I usually know most of the people's teams now by now by their name. Right. And, I, and I, yeah, and I change it every year usually. Yeah. And that's part of the problem is that everybody changes. But usually I'm like, okay, I think I'm like thinking through, like going through my head. I'm like, no, I played him. No, I played him. And I'm like, oh, crap. It's Alex. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Uh, I was like, I got to bring, I was like, I got to bring my A game this week. And I was, I was, I was pouring over my roster and I was like, okay, I think this is my lineup. And you know what? My lineup was my lineup. And exactly. You did your best. There was nothing I could do. It was my best. Um, I Honestly, there I could have gained a few more points if I did have Mayfield. I actually benched him and kept Garoppolo in, but it Wouldn't didn't matter. matter. Yeah, it didn't Wouldn't matter. So it wasn't that type of situation. Um, but yeah, I was close to maximizing my points there, and it didn't make a difference. Yeah, so that, that that's how that went. Uh, so in that league, I'm 5-1. and one. Uh, So I'm in first place. Again, that app I wrote, is is doing pretty pretty well uh you know i may not have listened to one of the picks but we'll get into that probably next week as to uh how how i how my draft went but another league uh, i'm four and two uh, and i'm pretty proud of that because i don't have a great team i drafted at a chuck e cheese um so that was a little difficult Okay, uh, so you, yeah. so did you get some tips from uh, Chucky and some of the other uh, pack rats that he, yeah, he hangs I, out? Yeah, one with? of the one of the most famous mice around. Uh, I got some some advice from Chucky, and uh, so it didn't go well because that was the one where I have Melvin Gordon as uh, as one of my drafted picks. But uh, and then the last one, I'm two and four, which isn't terrible because it's like a division league where uh, you're set up into six different. Uh, uh, sides where there you've only got uh, so there's ten people in there uh, so there's five people in each division uh, and and so you only have to beat sort of it's sort of like three people it, it's weird it's a weird situation you don't have to do great to make it to the playoffs yeah your your overall record doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to make the playoffs like right you can squeak in it's just like real football where like a bad team can squeak in because they can win their division with not correct a bad record. Correct, exactly. And that's a full point PPR league. And also, I drafted while driving. So it's another one of those where I really, like, for for what it is, I did fine. You know, it's, it's okay. I'm doing pretty well. So that's pretty crazy that our LA Locals League is your most, like, non-crazy drafting league. The fact that us being drunk and debauchery and playing cornhole and 
like an eight hour ordeal is your most like sanguine draft compared to being at a Chuck E. Cheese or driving and drafting. That's some, saying something. Our draft is like top three of one of my favorite things to do every year. Like go to Tahoe, uh, you know, draft, uh, eat all the Six Flags food I can. Like there's just, I've got a couple things that I like to do. And, and but that it makes it up there, there in the top it's, three. It yeah. is in the top three. That's great. I, I, I would I would concur with that. It's definitely up in my top three. It's something I look forward to every year. Um, so then uh, how did you do this week then specifically? I went one and two. Uh, I put a lot of attention into our league. Uh, and the same thing happened where I went up against people like uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, so I kind of got blown out of the water early. I needed Aaron Jones to get me like 72 points and Mason Crosby to like miss every field goal like there was something ridiculous where I knew right away that I wasn't going to win that so that felt good uh the other one that I lost uh I chose to put in a quarterback uh over Aaron Rodgers and that didn't go well yeah that's a tough one and we're going to talk about that uh in a little bit um and speaking of yes the Eagles digs themselves a big hole this weekend uh yeah, nice pun. bump I was waiting to throw that one in there. Uh, Diggs, uh, take him or leave him. Do you think this was a one, uh, one hit wonder type of performance? Or do you think all of a sudden now Minnesota has figured it out what they need to do? And he, wasn't he the one crying this past like two weeks that he wanted to be traded? Was he the one on Minnesota that was crying spilt milk over like not being used? Like every wide receiver on that team seems to be complaining about something. Most of it does come back to Kirk Cousins, it seems like. But for one week, uh, they uh, it's a love boat up there now. Yeah. Um, again, I keep saying that every time a wide receiver whines uh, to the media, he gets the ball the next game. Um, but it seems just like a fuller situation where it's not a sustainable rate. He scored 40 points uh, in our league, and that's the highest of any wide receiver. So. I, I wonder how many benches he was on this week or not even not even rostered. It, it might have been a bye week cause, uh, for a lot of people who had Indianapolis players. Um, so you, they may – or like Oakland players. They may have had to play digs and got lucky. But I would sell him. Sell him now. Sell him as quick as you can. You're not going to be playing the Eagles uh, defensive quarterbacks every week. So, yeah, they are hot garbage right now. Exactly. And uh, the the silver lining to sell him is that you could say Adam Thielen is hurt. He's not at practice. Uh, so that's the way that you could sell him. But it's you always got to find it. Got to find an angle. Got to find an angle. Um all right, well, back to uh, our weeks. Um, let's get into who our best players were. So for me, out of all my leagues, which none of this, for me, best player really didn't matter because everybody had a pretty mediocre uh, run of it. Uh, Austin Hooper, though, was uh, my standout. He got me in my Dynasty League 20-plus points, um, and he's been really solid for me all season long, finally. I think this is his fourth season, maybe his third but he's finally becoming like the top target that he, I was expecting him to be when I drafted him a couple seasons ago. Uh, he's uh, one of the top tight ends, I think, all in football this season um, by far. Not by far, but, but by a lot, like jumping up the, the ladder there to be coming into the top three, uh, which I find interesting and, and is great, especially with the way Atlanta's playing, how they're so terrible. He's like their one bright spot down there. It's, it's no secret that Hooper was going to be a good tight end. Uh, they had that 
with Tony Gonzalez as well. Um, that same sort of uh, offense that they would use. Um, so it's not surprising. What is surprising is, is that O.J. Howard is nowhere to be found. Um, I'm really, like, that's one of the, He was supposed to be, like, the top four, uh, number four wide uh, tight end, so. Well, I, I, that's just the tight end position. It, it's so hard. It's almost, it's almost like a, it's even a, a smaller pool than even running back, it feels like, uh, is that tight end. Because after, like, the first top two, top three, it's a drop-off. But even Ertz, you know, top Top three all last year in the past two years, and now all of a sudden he's nowhere to be found. Um, which which is great for me, though, in my one league because I traded Ertz. That trade last week for Edelman so far has worked out for me because Ertz had a good week last week but then fell back down again this week and just was nothing. I mean, we're talking drop balls. We're not you know, not getting passes thrown to him. I mean, just almost non-existent, it's, and it's just frustrating. And I have him in... Um, in the one work league, he is my starting tight end, and he's getting me nothing. Yeah. Um, so who is your best player this week? My best player is still Deshaun Watson. Um, I am I got him yeah. at a good value. I, I unfortunately experienced that firsthand <laughs> out, you got as Watson. well. Um, I, and New England's defense is also one of those ones up there. that I'll, I'll let you have two this week because, yes, I mean, single-handedly, they got probably half points. of the points that yeah. I scored That's true. together. They, they in two absolutely players. did. Oh, it, it, it was a rough week. I, I hit you like a buzzsaw, though, with a certain couple of your players. I just had no shot. Um, yeah, and, and speaking of, like, my trade last week, and did you have any, like, uh, waiver wires that you were able to pick up that you added in this week? Um, yeah, I talked about it last week that uh, you needed to start looking towards the future. So I went ahead and looked at uh, where my super defense uh, were on a bye in week 10 and said, who... Uh, who's playing Miami and Indianapolis came up and they were readily available on every waiver uh, wire because no one was thinking that far ahead. No, no, I, I gotta get back in my D I stream in my D I had Washington this week. They did me good. They did, you know, I think they got 10 or 12 points, but, uh, it's no match when somebody's going to put up 27. Uh, so I'm going to probably drop them. I have the jets waiting to line up for Miami, which I feeling a little better now that, um, Sam Darnold is back. He's back. It seems like they're such a different team. So we're really looking at a guy who is legit, I think, starting quarterback who that team needs. Like that guy really does carry that team, it seems like. And he's only been playing for two seasons. Uh, so I'm feeling better about that because, you know, although they played better this week, they defense did not play well still against Cowboys. They didn't put up any points. So, uh, but against Miami, uh, Sky's the limit. You know, it's, yeah, Darnold is not a bad choice. He actually scored more points than Aaron Rodgers this week. Well, I, I'm still looking for another quarterback because I try to make a play on uh, what's his name, Minshew, uh, in Jacksonville as a quarterback, and I didn't get him, but that Luckily, ended up being for the better yep. because he did even worse than uh, either any of the quarterbacks on my roster. So he, he only did. scored five points. Five points, and uh, I have him and Rodgers in a league, so I had to make that decision this week. And who did you decide? I chose Minshew as well, and uh, it did bite me in the fact that I lost, but had I put in Aaron Rodgers, I still would have lost by less than two points. So, see, then at least you didn't have to go through the pain of losing by less than two points. But then it starts going even deeper, where you've got people on your bench like Jamison Crowder, who benefited from Darnold coming back. And had I played him over DJ Chark Jr., uh, then perhaps maybe I would have won had I done both of those moves. But you can't think that far uh, behind yourself. 
Um, yeah, but that's one of those then, you know, two halves of the same sword where uh, you could have put him in and then you'd be like, why would I start this guy with his quarterback coming back from mono and he didn't do well? Then you would have been second-guessing yourself that exactly. way. Exactly. Speaking of some guys coming back, there is whispers of a possible Gronk return uh, <laughs> that has been floated around uh, since he, he started his analyst debut this past Thursday on uh, Fox Football. Uh, do you think there's any uh, significance to this rumor? Uh, Tom Brady said he's not pressuring him, but Robert Kraft, lovable Robert Kraft, says he just hopes and prays that Rob Gronkowski decides to come on back. Yeah, I'm sure Robert Kraft hopes for that happy ending uh, with Gronk coming back. Oh, yeah, you know he likes a happy ending. Yes, with Gronk coming back. And I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's an analyst, kind of like Tony Romo's an analyst, where he knows a lot about football. He seems to enjoy anything that he does, and it kind of reads on TV. And he probably doesn't need the money and doesn't really want to – have CTE uh, at this point with where we're at. And so there's no point for him to come back. They're doing fine without him. I, I I agree with you on that. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's, I think he's probably got his bell rung a couple times and he realizes what that can do to you if you keep doing the bell ringing. And I think that's one of the main reasons he's stepping away. And uh, look, he's won what, like two or three Super Bowls himself. He got a ton of money. He's going to get nice money still from, uh, you know, being an analyst and he'll still get, uh, sponsorships and all that so he's going to be fine so i don't think i agree so he's not worth a flyer on the uh waiver wire market uh whispers though uh ab is supposedly looking to put everything behind him and make a comeback this season in fact uh those are some of the uh whispers coming out from him himself i believe that he's looking to turn a corner yeah i'm sure but no one's gonna touch it so I said I was going to drop him last week, and I just never actually got it. Oh, I was going to drop him for Minshew, and he, he didn't get it. I didn't get him, so I right. still have AB on my roster. So now I'm now I'm thinking the other way again. Maybe I'll just hold on to him for a little while. We'll see. Um, but look, going in the other direction, um, Mariota got benched this week, uh, which doesn't seem great. Um, thoughts on that? Um, he's always been injury prone anyway, so I feel like they're just taking that away from him. They're, they're just deciding when to pull the trigger instead of letting his body tell them. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's quite the strategy there. Um, that's really going to help me in fantasy football with Corey Davis as his, uh, his wide receiver. So that's where it's more affecting is like his targets. Like now all of a sudden, I don't know if that's going to be better for them or worse for them because Mariota seems to be a bust. Like, I, I don't think this guy has it anymore. I mean, it was his fourth year, maybe fifth year. Like, at this point, you either know if you got it or you don't. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to trade him. Uh, if they're going to bench him now, there's no reason to keep him. Um, but I would think Derrick Henry's stock goes up by a huge margin. Uh, that's true. You do like to go with the running backs once the quarterback is, uh, MIA. You know, a good, uh, backup quarterback knows his safety valve and that's it. All right. Well, speaking of quarterbacks that, that were as MIA, but now possibly eyeing a return, Cam is practicing and maybe after the bye week, uh, he would like to come back. The question is, will the coaches let him come back and start? You know, he is the face of the franchise. He, you know, he's got lots of charities, um, it's hard not to put him back in except for, you know, if you're a fan of math and statistics. And that would be the only reason I would keep Kyle Allen in because he's 4-0 and Cam is 0-2. And 
I'm pretty sure that's a better record. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's a better record. So you'd keep rolling with the hot hand on this one and wait until Josh Allen is struggling. And, and perhaps maybe that's when you put Cam back in. But I feel like he's already lost the locker room uh, at this point. So why would you? But you pay him so much money. So it's tough to say. It's a tough one. He is the face of that franchise, and he's a big. He's one of the top faces in football. Uh, but you saw what the Eagles did with Nick Foles. They rode him to a Super Bowl, and even last year they rode him deep into the playoffs. And they were they kind of sat Carson down because he was sort of hurt. And they were like, "Well, we got this guy. Let's roll with him." Uh, and it worked well for them for most of it. Um, so then, uh, moving on, then let's get into some strategy talk. And one thing I did not get to back in the weekly recap was who was your biggest disappointment of this week? Because this will lead us into something we want to talk about here. Yeah, well, DJ Chark Jr. definitely disappointed me because again, he only got five points. But you know that could also go back to Minshew struggling. Um, Melvin Gordon still hasn't done much for me at all. Uh, again, like maybe that's just a, with time that will prosper, but it seems like him and Eckler have some issues uh, to kind of work out. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about that Eckler and the Brown situation also on the Rams. So you, we were talking a little before. And so what about this whole idea of handcuffing and um, what do you do when the handcuffs are not producing? Um, are you we going to stick it out a little bit longer? Are we going to cut bait? Um, so I guess first off, what is your whole handcuff situation looking like between all your teams? Do you have a lot? Do you only have one? Do you have a couple? Like what is your handcuff situation looking like? You know, I like to have handcuffs because it's cheaper. Uh, if you wait until the injury happens or the switch happens, then you got to pay for it. Uh, if you've got room on your bench, I like to think, you know, I'll just, I can sit them down. I'm doing doing really well by myself without them so might as well keep some i might as well keep some handcuffs to uh, help me out later just in case okay see i am not a fan of the handcuff um i am trying to think all my leagues uh in the work league i have no handcuffs in our la locals league i have i do have one handcuff i have mark ingram's handcuff um uh it was just this hill but then through all of my uh uh, detective work. I don't have him anymore, and I just dropped him and picked up uh, Gus Edwards as the handcuff for Mark Ingram. Supposedly, he's the guy that's like next in line. So I was like, sure, I have an extra spot. I'll try to take a flyer on somebody, but that's it. Um, on my Dynasty League, uh, no handcuffs. I have single players for each each of my guys. Like I don't have anybody backups. I don't have backups mostly for anybody. Uh, so I don't know. I just don't like wait. I feel like it's a wasted roster spot unless it's really like a sketchy spot where you have like a top of the line running back, but he's injury prone a lot, or maybe he's an older guy and there's a young guy waiting in the wings because they had a high draft pick or something like that. Uh, that's my only time that I would entertain doing a handcuff. Right. And, uh, for one of my problems is, uh, Todd Gurley didn't seem right, so I spent 18 fab dollars on Malcolm Brown. So I had a chance to play him this week, so I had to put him in. Uh, but it did not work out for me. He was also a disappointment. But And how has he been since you drafted or since you uh, picked him up on the waiver wire? Oh, it was not worth any of the money. I should have left him there. I definitely was chasing the dragon on that one. 
Well, uh, you chased it. I chased it too. You just chased it a little harder because you outspent me that week. And again, I'm coming through pretty good with being outspent sometimes. Yeah. And how am I doing in that league? I'm just curious. Well, you are uh, five and one now, I believe. In yeah, and I should have been. League. I should be six and zero, oh, uh, to be honest. I did not put Marlon Mack in that week because I went with uh, Rand- Randall Cobb. Uh, Could have, would have, should have. Yeah. Well, if we're talking that way, then yeah, I'd be uh, four and two right now. For Is, isn't that, that fun? Yeah. yeah, we can make up whatever we want. Um, so, what are you going to do though? Are you going to cut Malcolm Brown or are you going to stick with him? Uh, fart no. Uh, I've got to keep him. Uh, I've paid for him. I'm pot committed at this point. Again, I'm in first place, so I'm going to write him out. They were against San Francisco's defense. He was stopped at the one-yard line. It could have been a different day right then and there had he just jumped or gone to the left, whatever it was. Um, but I'm, I'm not giving up on him because the rookie fumbled uh, to keep Malcolm Brown in as long as Todd Gurley is hurt. So next week they've... Uh, They've got Atlanta, and I don't. Uh, I don't think their run defense is great. Um, so we'll see how it works out. I probably won't start them again, though. Well, speaking of that, that uh, Niners defense is looking pretty stout as well up there with those, your Pats defense. Yeah, they are. They are real. They are legit. So uh, then, what about this Gordon Eckler situation for you then? That's because you don't really have them handcuffed because you just, but you have them in separate leagues, kind of Correct. coinciding. Uh, yeah, but I have. It's a, um, it's a, it's kind of like the uh, the uh, what do you call that in golf? It's the grand slam when you don't actually do it in one season. I, I forget what it's called, but you split it over two seasons. I feel like that's kind of what you're doing here. Yeah, it, it's really tough to to know. I tried trading Eckler, but everyone knew what was up, uh, and so they don't want him. So there's not there's not much I can do. It seems like he's the pass catching back, but he was out snapped this week. By a large margin. But how, how's, how does Gordon doing, though? I haven't heard much from him, though, either. He's not doing great. He's He only had, like, six points. I feel like Eckler outscored him. Um, so, See, if, yeah. I was, if I was the Chargers, it's like, you might as well stick with the hot hand. I mean, clearly Gordon is not game ready yet then. That's what, it feel, that's what it feels like to me. It's not that Gordon is, like, all of a sudden not talented. It just feels like he's not game ready. Right, but it's another one of those situations where you pay Gordon more money than you pay Eckler. And uh, he, you know, he scored more fantasy points than Eckler did uh, because he was out snap snapping him. Um, but neither combined only scored like eleven points against Pittsburgh's defense. Well, it doesn't help that that whole team, the Chargers this season, just seems like they're in disarray from top to bottom. And starting with their running back situation, and then going back to this, uh, you know, what is this the third season that they're playing in? Uh, in the uh, soccer stadium of Los Angeles and having visiting crowds be uh, turn out more than the home crowds. Like none of it's a good situation for the chargers. You know, that's gotta be tough to be displaced like that. Having uh, be the San Diego chargers and now the LA chargers and, and already having a team, another team being displaced in the Rams. So the fan base has been split for sure. So uh, speaking of tough decisions, so like to go and, briefly back to the weekly recap yeah like uh best worst decisions for me this week you know what i had no bad decisions more or less because i maximized my rosters mostly to the hole that they could be uh and i still lost everywhere but for you you had a big dilemma in you were sit or start rogers aaron Rodgers. is that correct yeah i could have i could have played rogers and i probably should have uh but Minshew gave me kind of like an average of 16 points and and rogers has been up or down it's either been 24 points or like 12 
So I kind of felt like Minshew was on a hot streak. And, um, you know, honestly, I was watching an analyst show in the morning at like 9 a.m. And I hadn't gotten much sleep. And it was one of those things where they were right next to each other. Uh, I, well, I, I hope it wasn't an analyst that, you know, eats a lot of fruit or yeah, something or ver- like that. Or, 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 you know, varies. Uh, I, it was. Uh, I, I, you know, fool me once. You know what I mean? Uh, but again, it, it didn't matter because I would have lost by a fewer fewer margins. So at that point, like I was rooting for Aaron Rodgers not to do great. Okay, but then why did you not start Rodgers? Like why did that even come into your head though? Like are you having this struggle kind of week to week now with Rodgers? It's the double dipping theory. I have DJ Chark in that league. And so, you know, who throws ah, the hook. Okay, see, I'm not the only one that feels that way sometimes. So that's I feel good. I feel like I wasn't and and listening to this show, you have inspired me. And, and it didn't work. Not on the good way. <laughs> well, you know, and to having talking on this show, you pushed me the other way yeah. and it worked out. I mean, I still, it, still lost, lost but, but it was the right decision. Now. Exactly. So I ended both... up having the right decision. Now I'm struggling though a little bit because now Mayfield had a good game. Um, Garoppolo did not have a good game. So now I'm like still going to be going week to week trying to string a quarterback now. So I, I'm not in a good situation though that way. Um, I might just go back to Mayfield full-time. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, oh, Beckham finally had at least a decent game. He didn't have a great game, but he had a decent game, which is, right. which is nice. Well, let's talk about that. Baker Mayfield uh, will probably have to be throwing more because they will be down, whereas the 49ers, probably their defense are going to carry them this season, so they're not going to have to do much. Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to have to hand the ball over um, and just kind of be a game manager to win. Yeah, it seems like that. But, I mean, they're still giving Nick Chubb a ton, a ton of touches. I mean, and I saw that firsthand again because I played against you with Nick Chubb again. So now would be the time I should trade him if that's the case because he has been very consistent in, the, like, the 20s uh, for me with the with the exception of last week where I needed but what him would not you, to but, be. But, like, what would you ask for Chubb then? That seems uh, uh, weird Chris, to me. Christian McCaffrey That's who I would would want. Yeah, but then who else are you going to give up for him? Um, you can't just give Nick Chubb for Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is like borderline MVP talk right now. I'd give up Devontae Adams. I could throw in Devontae Adams for that. Oh, yeah, let's we'll throw in Devontae Adams, yeah. He's still a number one wide receiver. He's just hurt. Right. We'll, we'll get to that next week. So, um, all right. Uh, and then, so do you have any other uh, dilemmas this week, or do you have any other waiver wire strategy ideas that you're looking at or do you or is it more yeah what was your waiver wire strategy this week are you going to be making a move or is it just maybe taking a flyer see if you get somebody or do you actually have somebody eyeing up or a certain position that kind of thing i i actually don't have anybody i did it last week in preparation um so i probably won't even play the waiver wire in most of my leagues to kind of one of my leagues uh you get a waiver order so it'll push me further in the waiver order for two weeks from now when I'm going to have some bye weeks. Uh, So I I don't have anyone that I've kind of looked at. Uh, The people that scored the most points are already owned. Uh, McLaren was second. Hill, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Adams, Goodwin, uh, Godwin, whatever, Golden Tate. These people are already on people's rosters. There's no reason for me to pick them up. Maybe Jared Brown, uh, if nobody's got him, would be the only one that I see on my list. Unless you want to get a Green Bay wide receiver because – Everyone gets the rock at some point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might be trying to make a – there's not much left on the waiver wire right now. Uh, 
outside of somebody dropping somebody because they got to pick somebody up to fill in for a bye week kind of thing. And then maybe you get, you know, somehow get a sleeper pick or something, but that's mostly my biggest thing is that I've been basically streaming a defense in our league, our LA locals league that we're in together. So that is what I'm always looking week to week is my defense. Um, uh, in my other leagues, it's the dynasty is still slim pickings just because it's kind of the same thing except long term where people will you know pick up people for next season or two seasons from now and all that kind of stuff. And my work league, I really not been paying enough attention on the waiver wire, so it's it's there's again not much left there for me. And I I've been close in a lot of those games, just not enough to get over the hump. So I think that brings us to the end of the show. So uh, do you have any bold predictions for the week? Well, you know, last week, again, I was right. I'm three for three with a possible. Well, okay, okay, wait, wait. I want to just point this out. We were both right. We, we were both, both right. right. That's, that's you said the Jets would win, and yes. I said the Cowboys would lose. You're right. Little did I realize <laughs> that the Cowboys were playing the Jets. I just blanket thought they were going to lose to their next opponent, period. And right. I was right. And actually, I was... I was like, man, I don't know. They're at home. I was like, but they did. They did. Once I found out they're playing the Jets, I got a little leery of that bold pick. But then, uh, but we we ended up being on the right side of that. So what else are so what are you coming with at me with this week then? You know, uh, I I don't wish it upon my New England defense, but it may be the week that a passing touchdown occurs. Um, so that that's one one bold prediction. I'm kind of dipping my toe in Jeez, the other we're one. Six weeks in, and they haven't given up a passing touchdown it's, yet. It's week seven. We're gonna. It's gonna be week seven, and they yeah. And so you know, it's got to happen. Law of averages says at some point someone's sneaking in, maybe a screen pass or some sort of fluke play, like a flea flicker or like a wheel route where the the running back is open. But that I don't really want it to happen. Uh, but I feel like it's time. You know, like that's kind of one of those like hasn't happened, probably about to happen. The other one would be an easier one that the Bills, their spread is 16 and a half points against Miami. Do you think they're going to cover that? That's what I mean. I mean, a bold prediction would mean they would cover that. Bills, though, because it's like that's what that's what I'm saying. Offensive powerhouse. I mean, I can see them not scoring any points, but they still score like three scores more than. So, yeah, the Bills are kind of like, that's the one I'm leaning for. Like, that's like, if I want to go with my, like, my definite, that's that's my definite. The other one is like, it's kind of using math to pick it more than anything. Like, it's time. They're due. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go with just pretty clear cut, uh, easy one. I'm not getting into any math or anything. And uh, I'm going to say that the Eagles are going to beat the Cowboys this week. And the Cowboys are going to lose four in a row. I, and I just honestly – Four in a row. I just – Four in a row. I, I don't know. I just that's what I just looking at. Uh, quickly looking at the schedule coming up this week. I don't know. I just feel like that's what's going to happen. And I because the Eagles actually are underdogs in that game because they're playing in Dallas and they're not looking great either. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to blow them out. I just think they're going to win. Yeah, I like it. It's definitely a bold prediction. I feel like it's hard for an NFL team to lose that many times in a row. Uh, sustainably but i guess the eagles lost last week that, too. That, that's part of why i think it, that's that is why i feel like it's a bold prediction though is because they've already lost three in a row and that is what i'm basically essentially in essence saying is that they're going to lose four in a row which is crazy for a team that basically had super bowl aspirations it's not it's not outside of the realm of possibility because amari cooper is is also injured it is completely possible i mean but they still lost to the jets and zeke still had a really good game he did, but they still didn't utilize him. I mean, he got that one near in the goal line, but uh, they still 
they almost came back too. They they were if they could have gotten that onside kick, uh, the Cowboys had a chance. Yeah, well, a lot of people have a lot of chances when you're about to onside kick it, but but they percentages they, they, they muffed they muffed the catch, so it was it was their ball to be had. Well, anyway, that's my bold prediction. I don't know. It's just a gut feeling on that one, and that's why I figured I'd roll with it. Uh, I, it, you know, it, it could be a homer thing, maybe for sure, and I definitely could be wrong. But I just feel like the fact of saying the Cowboys are going to lose four in a row is a pretty big bold prediction. I like uh, it, but I just feel like the Eagles are going to win. Uh, all right, great, uh, great talk. Um, if there's no, you got anything else, if not, uh, we can wrap this up. Yeah, the only other thing I wanted to talk about were the quarterbacks that did better than Aaron Rodgers, like Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, uh, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, uh, Baker Mayfield, Wentz, Darnold, Mahomes. All of them did better than Rodgers. So if you drafted those people, you got a better value than you did out of Rodgers. Well, then feel good that you didn't have to start him. Like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Just like everything in life, none of this matters. That's depressing. And on that note, we will leave you. Till next week, Alex, where can everybody reach you and check out your insights into fantasy football? Yes, please contact me at Twitter, at ThinkCurly. And if any of our listeners want to, we're going to put a link up in the uh, show notes that if you want to leave a voice message and ask some questions, we'll answer them live on air on tape delay. Uh, so if that's your thing, please call in like a sports talk radio and we'd be happy to answer your questions. Maybe it's about fantasy football. Maybe it's about some big thing in life. I don't know. We don't care. Just ask us some questions. Sounds good. All right. I'll talk to you later. Alex.